Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to the NFL Draft. Several BYU football stars anxiously awaiting word on when, where, and if they get in the league. Where do you want the 2014 BYU Draft prospects to fit in at the next level? A guy who found a comfortable NFL home in Baltimore, tight end Dennis Pitta, joins us live. Plus, Brian Kill, 2008 draftee, and one of the BYU all-time defensive greats on his draft day experience, and the one bit of advice he would give to the up-and-coming BYU NFL hopefuls. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton, and Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah, BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, May 7th, what is up? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with... May 7th. I know. And fittingly, I'm teamed up with the seventh round draft pick of BYU Broadcasting from 2007, Jerem Jordan. I was Mr. Irrelevant that year, and I continued (laughs) to be that man. Or was it 2008? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. So we have a field trip today at BYU Sports Nation. This is—is is there a school bus? I don't know if there's going to be a school bus. Okay. I haven't been told that. All I, all I know is I received an trip. invitation for a field trip to do some research and development on what happens during the NFL draft by watching Draft Day. Yeah, the movie. I I, I heard it's like a mix of Waterworld and Field of Dreams. I'm not sure though. Because of Kevin Costner. Because of Kevin Costner. <laughs> I don't know though. I, that's just what I've heard. No Dances with Wolves <laughs> yeah. in there? Rotten Tomatoes said uh, it's some kind of mix of that, so I'm not sure. Oh, Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever. Have your say in today's Twitter question. Okay, NFL Draft starts tomorrow, so we ask, what is the best fit for BYU NFL Draft prospects? Ooh. What's the best fit? Use hashtag BYUSN so we can all join a wonderful conversation and see your tweets. You can tweet at BYU Sports Nation, but use hashtag BYUSN in your yeah. tweets. If you send a tweet at BYU Sports Nation, always double we'll it up with it. the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get it on the air. Keep your responses coming. What's the best fit for NFL or BYU NFL draft prospects? Listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. You can also watch the simulcast. That's right. We're on TV every day on BYU TV Holler. and on BYUTV.org. Tons to discuss and not a whole lot of time to do it. So we rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The perfect fit. Third down from the 15-yard line. Lee back to pass. Pressure comes and Van Noy gets him. Third sack of the night for Kyle Van Noy. Let's open this up with sure thing draft pick Kyle Van Noy. Sure yes. thing. He's the guy okay. of all that will get drafted for BYU. To give you some up-to-date reference about where the top national draft experts have Kyle Van Noy going, listen closely to the following. ESPN's Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay have teamed up for their mock draft. They have Van Noy currently going 36th overall, early in the second round, to the Oakland Raiders. Boo. Sports Illustrated Chris (laughs) Burke has Kyle Van Noy going 40th, also early in the second round, to the Minnesota Vikings. Our boy Eric Galco. Yeah. Optimum Scouting, our draft insider, a guy we've been talking to since the Senior Bowl and have spoken to them quite a few times. He has Kyle Van Noy high on his big board, but has Van Noy going 50th overall to the Miami Dolphins. So the consensus says that Van Noy is a second-round draft pick. pick. Yeah, so that would be Friday. On Friday, 
Thursday is just the first round in primetime. The guys, first round. Some of you are saying, well, Kyle Van Noy's better than a second-round pick. They're going to be the optimists out there. Yeah, there's a difference between being listed on the big board somewhere, like in, within the first 32, as opposed to being a second-round pick. That fit, uh, needs, all of those things factor into where you actually get picked. Some people are saying, I think it's just right, maybe even a little high. A lot of people are saying, Van Noy, I think we'll drop to the third round. I think we're being too optimistic. I would be disappointed if that happened. So Second round's right on to me. I, he, he is so versatile. He fits in on basically any NFL roster. Because he's that talented. But just because you're a better player than another guy doesn't mean you'll get drafted higher than that other they guy. They might have outside linebackers like Van Noy already. It's all about fit. Just ask John Beck in 2007. You know, like when you get drafted high, you don't anticipate being the guy that gets drafted to the worst team in the NFL. You kind of think, well, if that happens, it's probably going to happen to somebody else. You know, you never, never in the history of the NFL had a coach ever been fired after one season, and there's no way you think that you're going to be the guy that gets drafted to the team that cans the general manager and head coach. Unbelievable. John Beck ends up in a tornado yeah. of a problem with the Miami Painful Dolphins. Painful for him and for some of us to watch just because of that situation. They were 1-15 that year. He was the second-round pick for that team, early second round. You can't anticipate something like that. Miami was clearly not the right fit for John Beck. Right. It matters. It's about finding was it a good the fit right for? fit. <laughs> Nobody. No, no, at that point, <laughs> they, were, they were terrible. They were a dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh. Not anymore. They are better. So John was in trouble from the get-go because it wasn't the right fit. He mentioned the GM and coach get fired in all of one season. He's thrown to the Wolves. That is not what you want for the a BYU player. Oh. I feel like BYU has a great shot to get... I'm not going to say all four of them are going to get drafted, but there are four players I feel like have a legitimate shot of being drafted. Yeah. Van Noy, Hoffman, Manu Malayuna, Sorensen. Yeah. They've got the best chance. And then the next guy to me is Spencer Hadley, Kaneakua Friel, some of those guys. Uh, J.D. Falsev, I don't see getting drafted at all, but maybe a free agent contract. I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll sneaking in. Is we'll like find a, out yeah. Sunday. Sunday, the free agents get drafted. So we're going to know Monday when we do BYU Sports Nation where everybody's going, which will be exciting. But Van Noy is the sure thing. And we'll discuss later in the week, who's the second guy picked? Mm. Who's the second guy picked? Because Hoffman, I think a while back, you would have thought, oh, yeah, that, him for sure. I'm Hoffman. not so sure now. The way things have, have panned out because of the right fit, which is what we're talking about, the draft can get really weird. Why did Aaron Rodgers, who was like number three on the big board yeah. when he was Brady in the NFL Quinn draft, fell a ton. drop all the way down to number 19 to the Packers? Yeah. I mean, it just, it just depends on personnel matters. Let's start with Kyle Van Noy on where we want him to go. Where do you want him to go? Send your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Wait, want what's, him to go or best fit? What's the right fit? Okay. Yeah. What's, what's the right fit for Kyle Van Noy? Jeremy, where does Kyle Van Noy need to play? I'm going to go with the San Diego Super Chargers. San Diego oh, Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> uh, Van Noy, I think, would fit well with the Chargers. They have some old outside linebackers. Jarrett Johnson, Dwight Freeney in their 30s. Not sure if they're in the long-term plans with Chargers. I like Van Noy as a younger pickup there. And Teo's an inside linebacker. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, Kyle Van Noy has a real girlfriend slash fiance, Marissa Powell, <laughs> and he could give some dating advice to Mr. Manti Teo, a fellow Mormon. <laughs> Listen, this is a real person. This is oh. not Lene Kakua. Help oh, a brother out. Oh, wow. We're going brother there? Brother Teo. Okay. Brother Teo and brother Van Noy on the Chargers. I, 
I know this is a kind of a long shot, but I like Kyle Van Noy with the Houston Texans because the way he plays defense fits that scheme perfectly. They're fast. They're aggressive. They're athletic. They like to move their linebackers all over the place. I feel like that's an ideal defense for Kyle Van Noy. Really, any defense is ideal because he is so versatile. But the Texans in particular need outside linebackers. I just don't want Van Noy to have a, a Beck situation where he goes to a bad team and maybe is playing, but it's just a bad situation. A la Jimmer Fredette, Sacramento Kings, who didn't even get a chance like John Beck. Fit is huge. Like to BYU uh, fans, you know about fit because of Beck and, and Jimmer. We played the John Beck soundbite for you from earlier in this year when he joined us on BYU Sports Nation and talked about his journey to the NFL. Now, Let's take you to Trevor Maddich, ESPN college football expert and a guy who a played in the NFL, pick. 28th overall. Trevor sounded off on what Kyle Van Noy brings to a team. Kyle Van Noy is such a slippery, slick pass rusher because it's hard to get your hands on him. He can be running right at what looks like a brick wall and then turn sideways like a little rat and just slip right mm. through it and come out the other side. A slippery, slick pass a, rusher. I, a, I, a know, I know Trevor means well, but it's just funny <laughs> to hear that he called Kyle Van Noy a rat. <laughs> but he is. He's sneaky. He's sneaky fast. Just ask Texas. I mean, ask David Ash. Ask Georgia Tech. That's the highlight we heard. Fad Lee. Fat Lee is not a slow person. Like Kyle Van Noy got around the edge in a hurry. Ask Adam Dingwell of San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah, he knows good and well, especially that right tackle. Okay, so while we have a moment, we've talked about Daniel Sorensen, Ethan Manu Maliuna, and Cody Hoffman. I, really quickly, Jerem, let's talk about where we want these guys to go. Where, where's the best fit for them to go? All of them? Not all of them, just oh. uh, we, we Cody will Hoffman. discuss them. Cody Hoffman, I'll go Niners. Uh, he's used to a scrambling quarterback, maybe not getting all his progressions. Okay. I'll have Riley and Taysom, who are uh, Taysom still working on that. But Bay Area guy could back up Anquan Bolden, Michael Crabtree. Uh, and, and then maybe take a spot from a Ute and an Aggie. David Reed and Chuck Jacobs. Ooh. Those guys are there. Let's see if BYU can get a guy on there. For Daniel Sorensen, I like him for the Indianapolis Colts. They need a safety. They have serious needs at the safety depth position. And you brought this up jokingly. Pat McAfee is their punter. Yeah. He's really good. Well, well, I think Sorensen to the Chiefs. Andy Reed, BYU ties. Dustin Colquitt, tied for first in the NFL, 35 punts inside the 20. Ooh. Daniel Sorensen could make that 45. He's a special teams player. He's going to make a killing in the NFL because he specializes in agility and speed, and he's physical. He can play special teams and not get himself killed. Yeah, and hopefully a guy like Sorensen gets drafted. In fact, uh, our stat of the day has to do with the most Cougars ever drafted in a single NFL draft. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler! I believe in Hebrew, seven is perfect, right? Seven is the most <laughs> BYU Cougars drafted in a single NFL draft. 1981 and 1986. They've done it twice. Now, here's the issue of the last couple years. BYU has had one draft pick the last three drafts. Ziggy Ansa. BYU went over two years in a row. BYU will not go over this year. In fact, they might go double digit for the first time in four plus years. Bronco Mendenhall's taking some heat about that, too. Yes, he has. And this, this uh, class hopefully produces a couple more. Let's talk about some of our other Sports Nation headlines. What else is trending across BYU Sports Nation? We'll start with the BYU baseball meltdown. Mm. They led Utah 9-3, to entering the seventh inning, and lost 12-10. to Grand salami by the Utes. And then four more runs in the eighth inning. The first win Utah has ever had this season while trailing Ever had this season, innings. period. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, they won other They're games. They're one in nineteen when trailing after six <laughs> innings. Bad. The one being last night. Also trending, Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, did a post-spring top twenty-five. He had BYU as number twenty-five. Taysom Hill named a top twenty-five Heisman candidate <laughs> by HeismanPundit.com. The Taysman. Uh, and then volleyball, BYU finished third in the AVCA uh, final poll. Stanford was second. BYU beat Stanford three out of four times, so that makes no sense to me. Also, Taylor, but they lost when it counted. They all count, man. Taylor Sander, Futi Tavana, Russell Holmes, also on the preliminary World League team for the United States. That's a 22-man roster. It'll, it will be whittled down to 14. Well done. Which teams are the best fit for BYU draft prospects? Use the hashtag BYUSN for your tweets to be used on the show. At Y for Life says, anywhere but the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Go to Seattle already. What was the NFL draft experience like for Dennis Pitta? The former BYU star joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan sits to my left. We are live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. It is NFL Draft Week. Yes, it is. Man, tons Exciting. and tons to talk about. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The show airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and simulcast on... BYUtv.org and on BYUtv. Yes, And on Roku correct. and Xbox 360. <laughs> hey, Football Media Day is just 47 days away. 47 days. 47 days away. June 23rd, mark your calendars. Also, tomorrow coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Ethan Manu Malayuna will join us in studio, as well as Mackenzie St. Clair of the softball team. You know what's crazy? My first day working at BYU Broadcasting was media day last year. That's right. You're coming up on a year year mark. We'll have to get out the confetti and party hats for you. That's exactly where I wanted you to go with that. So start (laughs) planning the party right now. Green room snag guy. By the way, we found out the commercials that we shot that we talked about a couple weeks ago with Bronco Mendenhall and Cosmo and Mike Littlewood and all that, Taysom Hill, uh, around Media Day. So look forward to that. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Look forward to that. Which teams are the best fit for BYU draft prospects? That is our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN to get involved in that, well, conversation, to get involved with everybody else's tweets. It's the way to go, hashtag BYUSN. And while we have a moment, let's hit the Twitter machine. I love the tweet, just the, the, bird, the birdie at the end. At A24, Brett, Kyle Van Noy, versatile scheme along, play, uh, scheme along to play all over linebacker cores like the Packers. Cody Hoffman to Carolina. That, that makes sense. They that's need wide fit. receiver depth. Yeah, they, yeah that's Steve Smith's very gone. true. Yep. And he said Daniel Sorensen, any team really, because, yeah, because every team has yes, special teams. Yes, he, yeah, that, that's the good thing with him. And I wonder if he gets drafted based off that. If not, free agency might be a great thing for him. For certain guys, free agency is better than the draft. Absolutely you, it is because you I can mean, pick where you want to go. You want to, get, you want to get more money ultimately, and there's some validation that comes with getting drafted, but maybe free agency is good for certain guys. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tell us which teams are the best fits for BYU draft prospects. Our first guest today, Dennis Pitta, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, the NCAA's all-time leader in receiving yards by a tight end. Dennis, you were the 114th pick in the 2010 draft. Do you remember the emotions of draft day? What was that like? Um, you know, it, it's, it can be a very difficult process, I think, uh, especially when you have to wait a few days. 
uh, and go in the fourth round. And I think that was my experience. And, uh, you know, every round that goes by, I think it gets harder and harder. And, uh, you know, the draft is a difficult process as is. You don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know what team you're going to be with. And there's just so many uh, variables that, that go into it. Dennis, was the draft process a positive experience to you or just relieving when it was over and you got picked by the Ravens? <laughs> I think it's definitely a relief when it's all, you know, all said and done because, you know, you work so hard for, you know, the combine and then you have workouts with teams and you do everything just to put, you know, your, your best foot forward and to, to make a great impression to, to really be able to go as high as you can. Um, and once it's all done and you know where you're going to end up, it's just kind of like a sigh of relief. And now, you know, I can actually start focusing on football again. Baltimore Ravens tight end, former BYU great Dennis Pitta joining BYU Sports Nation. So when the phone rang, did your heart pound out of your chest every time that it came to your, to your cell phone? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't get a whole lot of calls throughout the whole draft process until I was drafted. Um, and I got a call from a 410 number, which is Baltimore area. And, uh, you know, knew I knew of that area code, so I knew right away it was Baltimore calling. And, um, you know, at that point in the draft, you know, it was into day three. And, uh, you know, I felt like I had slipped a little bit and fallen um, fallen back in the draft a little bit. So it was just a relief to finally get a call and, uh, you know, know I was going to Baltimore. Dennis Pitt is on BYU Sports Nation. I have a logistical uh, question associated with that, and you mentioned that you knew it was the Baltimore number. Were you getting other calls during the draft that you had to ignore, or uh, it's not a number you have in your phone, and, hey, I better maybe pick up because this is an area code I might not be familiar with. Maybe it's the Bucks, Maybe it's the Niners. Did that happen? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I was familiar with Baltimore's area code, um, but that was pretty much it. And so anytime you get a random number from – you know, who knows where, you had to answer it, uh, assuming that it was a team or somebody, <laughs> oh you know, draft-related. And, uh, you know, that's the tricky part. If it was somebody that I knew, I would usually just forward them right to voicemail. I didn't really want to talk to anybody during that, <laughs> yeah. during that time period. Understandably. And I'm sure after you got drafted, your phone just went crazy and blew up. What was the, uh, the response from your teammates and friends and family like when, the, when it was official? Yeah, you know, just a lot of uh, congratulatory texts and, uh, you know, a few calls and um, – you know, like I said, it was just at that point a relief to know where I was going to end up and, uh, you know, who I would be competing against and what I had to do to make the team. And so, um, you know, my focus kind of changed to that right away. Dennis, on the Ravens at the time, you had Todd Heap. Ed Dixon gets drafted before you, same position. What was your mindset at that point knowing, okay, I've, I've got some work to do at this point? You, you knew that being a rookie in the league, but you had another tight end drafted ahead of you on the same team. Yeah, it was it, it was interesting because you you know we were taken in back to back rounds and uh, obviously he was picked before me so right away you almost feel like you're at a disadvantage and and you know you have a lot of work to do to to kind of make up that ground and so I knew I had my work cut out for me and I knew I would you know have to come in and um, show what I was capable of and uh, you know I think you can't always do that you know, right away. I think it, sometimes it takes time. And at the same time, you're trying to show your abilities and, and trying to learn a complicated offense. And so um, it, it's a bit of a process. And, you know, even my rookie year, we had Todd Heaper, like you said, and, and Ed and I, and um, I didn't get a whole lot of playing time. And I just had to kind of be patient and continue to learn and continue to develop my skills until 
Um, I was given an opportunity, and then you got to make the most of it. The patience is paying off 122 catches and 11 touchdowns as a Baltimore Raven thus far. Dennis Pitta joining BYU Sports Nation. I saw a funny story on uh, the NFL Network uh, when you first got to camp. Coach Harbaugh, uh, I don't know if he was joking when he called you Pitta or Pitta, or he, what was he asking, but uh, <laughs> did, did he know your name? <laughs> I'm sure he knew it. I'm sure he was just trying to uh, trying to get under my skin a little bit and you know push my buttons. But did it work? No, I've heard. I mean, I've heard that my whole life. Everybody says Peter, so it, fortunately, it didn't phase me. Dennis Pitta is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, catching up to this season, uh, a lot of reports with you before the season that after a dislocated hip that you'd be out for the year. Yet you came back in Week 14. What did it take and what did it mean to you to be able to play this last season despite that injury? Well, it was, you know, when I got injured, there was a lot of unknowns because, you know, it's, it's, it's not a prevalent injury in, in football. And, uh, you, you know, doctors didn't really have a clear timetable for me when I first got injured about when I could return, if I would ever be able to return. Hmm. And so, um, you know, it was difficult. The only thing I could do was kind of, uh, you know, focus day-to-day on my rehab and working hard and doing everything I could to uh, – you know, to get stronger. And, you know, fortunately, um, you know, after a few months, I was strong enough to start running and, and get back on the field and, you know, finish the last quarter of the season uh, uh, with the team. And so that was, it was, it was good for me to be able to get back out on the field and show that I was healthy, um, especially going into uh, unrestricted free agency and, uh, you know, just to be able to be back out with my team and help them uh, through the last stretch. How do you relocate a hip? Um, fortunately I was unconscious for the relocation of the hip (laughs) Yeah, because it was, uh, it was pretty excruciating. And, uh, you know, once it was dislocated, they couldn't get it back in, um, you know, for about two and a half hours. And so, uh, finally I got to the hospital and I was, you know, put under and, and, uh, they actually performed surgery in order to, to put it back in and remove, um, you know, any fragments of bone that had chipped off in the, in the dislocation. Oh, gee. How is your health right now with the hip? It's great. Um, I feel good. I, you know, I feel back to normal. And, uh, you know, we've started work out here in Baltimore, and so I'm running around catching balls and, and feeling healthy. Dennis Pitt on BYU Sports Nation. I hear a lot of guys say that they get stronger after an injury like that, and I'm not really sure what that means. Is it, is it physically, mentally? Uh, emotionally, both, spiritually. Like, what what was the experience like for you? And, and did you feel like you got stronger in all those areas? Yeah, I think when you go through um, adversity like that, it always makes you stronger. Um, you know, from from different vantage points. I think certainly from a mental aspect, um, you know what you can handle. You know what it takes to work hard and, and get back out there. And um, you know, it, it is tough to come back from an injury and regain the confidence in, in you know, cutting off that leg or whatever you have to do. And um, But once you get it back, I, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, you are stronger in the end. Dennis Pitt is on BYU Sports Nation. A couple months ago, you signed a new five-year, $32 million deal. What's the first thing uh, you bought or at least thought about after you signed that contract? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'm pretty boring, so there wasn't there wasn't a big purchase. <laughs> was it a new bocce ball set? Was that it? You know, I haven't played bocce in in a long time. Maybe I should uh, <laughs> invest in a new set and, and get back into it. But uh, yeah, I want uh, you to know yeah, that. Yeah, we you know we didn't really. I think we maybe went out to dinner with some family, and that was about it. We we were pretty boring. Getting the, crazy. The tithing's e- easy to calculate on that, isn't it? 
It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty clear cut. I'm sure you could do the math right now. <laughs> oh goodness, Dennis Pitt, a Baltimore Ravens tight end, joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we talked to John Beck a few weeks ago, and, and we asked John if he played bocce, and he said that you know you you and Max were really good at it, but he said that he would dominate you in bocce ball. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you guys mix me up, mix me up for Max, and we're like, oh yeah, we did. Uh, but he said he would dominate you guys. Have you played post-BYU since you had those epic IPF battles with Austin and Max? Yeah, you know, we, we haven't played a lot since the BYU days. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that John would make a comment like that. He's typically, you know, he's typically a little delusional when it comes to his abilities. And, um, but, you know, I've never played John, and I think he, he would be nervous to, to go head-to-head. He's going to bring a Canadian style to the game, I believe, in the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I think he is now. There's going to be some motion. He's going to, yeah, he's going to have extra movement while he's running up to uh, release the, the bocce ball. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Pitta joining BYU Sports Nation. I want to know what it was like right after you got drafted. What was the timetable of you getting to Baltimore and to the Ravens camp and when it all started to, to come into motion uh, after you were announced as a fourth-round draft pick? Well, you know, when you, when you get that call, um, you know, you're on the phone for a little while. You're, you're talking to um, the GM. You're talking to the head coach. You're talking to position coaches, offensive coordinators. Um, and then you get on the phone uh, in a conference call with, with a lot of the, the local media. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of that kind of stuff right after you get picked. And then, and then you, I actually had a couple days to kind of, you know, settle down and, um, you know, regroup before I had to fly out to Baltimore. Um, and then the first thing we had was a, was a mini camp, a mandatory mini camp with, with the whole team. And so we kind of got thrown right into the fire right away. You know, you don't know the offense, you're, you know, just, just getting into the NFL and all of a sudden I'm, you know, lining up across from Ray Lewis. And, oh boy. And it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a difference, but <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I think it's, it's just, it takes some time to adjust to that. And, and I, I think I've adjusted so far pretty well. I think so, yeah. Congratulations on the uh, Super Bowl uh, victory and the touchdown pass. I believe that was the first touchdown catch by a BYU Cougar in a Super Bowl. H- had you heard anything about that? Is that right? Brett, Ke- Brett Kiesel didn't get a touchdown catch? I don't <laughs> think that the bearded wonder. You know, the, uh, the beard is, is yeah. epic, but. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, no, that's the first I've heard of. That's cool. Yeah, I I may be wrong on that, but uh, let's just say it's let's just <laughs> oh, say so it's that a may fact. not even be true. <laughs> uh, well, Dennis, we appreciate the time. Uh, good luck uh, with everything during the summer here with the Baltimore Ravens and uh, practice the bocce ball. You know. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dennis, Dennis. Pitt on BYU Sports Nation. Great to talk with one of the all-time great tight ends in NCAA history, the all-time receiving yards leader. I played pickup basketball with Dennis back in the day. Yeah, I would have to call a foul. Otherwise, I would just get swatted <laughs> by him. He was a fantastic pickup basketball player. Dennis was the 114th pick overall in the 2010 draft. Ironically, the number 114 carries big-time significance today. Countdown to Connecticut. 114. We are back. Yeah, we're on point today. We still got it. 115, not so great. <laughs> 114 was on point. Up next... A second-round pick out of BYU, and he's about to become a dad. Wait, was he a second-round pick fourth or a fourth-round pick? Round fourth pick? Round pick. Hey, he was a fourth-round yeah. pick. Former BYU linebacker Brian Kill Number up one in next. BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. 
Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Cougar baseball wraps up the home schedule this week with a three-game series against Santa Clara. Watch it live starting tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, and listen on BYU Radio. I just saw something on Twitter that hurts me so much. Uh-oh. 25 years ago today, Michael Jordan took the shot over Elo and the Bulls. Oh, I thought it was Brian Russell. Over Elo, that's fine. 25 years ago, that famous shot. I'm old. Yeah. I feel old. Woo. I remember that shot well. Uh, <laughs> resetting some of our top headlines. Hurt. It's NFL Draft Week. And to break it down, we bring in our second guest, Brian Keel, a fourth-round draft pick from uh, out of BYU by the New York Giants. 123rd overall in 2008. Has played for the Giants, Rams, Chiefs, and most recently the Washington Redskins. Brian, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. First things first, I understand you and your wife, Jessica, are about to add another family member to the kill line. Yeah, any day now, my wife is beyond ready. So we're just <laughs> hoping he'll make his grand, you know, fashionably late appearance sooner rather than later. So any second? Any second, it could be. Okay, so if you dip out early, you have a, the best excuse ever. <laughs> I don't. She's... She's sitting across the room from me right now pretty calm, so I think we're safe okay, for now. We're, we're okay, good. That, that is good news. That is good news. Good to know. We're, we're good, we think, for the next 10 minutes. Brian Keel. I think we're safe. <laughs> former BYU defensive star joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we're talking NFL draft and the whole schematics behind it, what goes on to the mentality of a player as they prepare for something like that. And so let's start with the four to five months between the end of your senior season and – getting to minicamp and draft day. What's, what's the grind like as you prepare for the NFL draft? It, uh, man, I remember when I was coming out, they, they told us to, uh, to be prepared because the time frame from, you know, you play your college bowl game, then you go train for the combine, you go to the combine, then you have pre-draft workouts, then you have the draft, then you have post-draft workouts with your team, and then you have – Training camp and then the season. Anyway, that whole time frame, they said, uh, be ready for a marathon because come next January, you're going to be tired. And it, it is. It, it, the whole thing's a marathon. And, and for these kids right now, they just cannot wait until tomorrow. I remember when I was there, I just got so sick of not knowing. And, and everybody asked, where are you going to go? What do you think? And I was like, you know, I, I'll know about when you know when it shows up on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Did you have it's any idea? Kind of yeah, did, I have no idea. Any ink, yeah, no they, idea that the Giants would pick you? I mean, it, people kind of think that teams are, are telling you what they're going to do. They don't realize teams, they have no reason to tell you what they're going to do. I mean, yeah. They Why keep would everything they to the close to the, Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't need to court you. They don't need to, to make you want to come there. So in no way do they need to let anything out. You know, it's just a chess match between the different clubs. And if anything, they'll send out smoke signals that they're interested in this guy when right. they're really not. You know, because they, they want to keep the guys that they are interested in on a low profile so that they're available in the slots they want to take them at. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, the fourth-round pick of the New York Giants in the 2008 draft on BYU Sports Nation. You get the news that you're drafted by the defending Super Bowl champs. What was your initial reaction? You know what's funny is I actually, I actually picked that I would go to the Giants. No kidding. By sheer coincidence, it had nothing to do with just being the Giants. I just had this kind of a, a pipe dream that I would slide into the second round. I was I was told I would get taken the third round, hmm. um, and so I was kind of had this this pipe dream that I could go in the the second round. And they had the last pick, so 
So I kind of, we all made our guesses. So I put down the last pick of the second round, New York Giants. Anyway, I didn't go to the fourth round, and, um, and, but I ended up going to the Giants. They traded up to, to grab me, um, you know, there in the middle of the fourth round. And um, it, it was awesome. You know, they just won the Super Bowl. So it was, it was obviously, of all the teams to go to, it was definitely one of the most exciting. Brian, I, was, we, I was pretty happy about it. We just had Dennis Pitt on, and we asked him about trying to avoid phone calls that may or may not be <laughs> the team calling you to tell that you they picked you. How did you manage the random phone calls that you may have been getting during the draft? Yeah, that was that was pretty annoying. It was because your phone would ring, and then you'd get all excited, you know, and go look at it. It was just so-and-so. It's like, dude. Don't call me right now. Yeah, really? No, I don't want to play pickup basketball tonight. I cannot have a phone call for three days. Yeah, don't call me right now. Talk to me later. Talk to me next week. <laughs> you know, in fact, I told you, and that's the thing. You know, I said uh, earlier this week, I said it's kind of funny. There's one player every year that gets taken where he expects to go, and that's the first player taken. From the next pick on, I think every player in the draft thought they should have gone higher. And uh, that was the same with me. Um, so anyway, I, I thought I was going to go in the third round. So so by the time the fourth round came around, and it takes, you know, draft takes a long time. So my family, we had kind of grown tired of watching and we're kind of, kind of mad and, you know, kind of frustrated. And it was just kind of funny. We weren't paying attention. So when my phone did ring, I almost missed it. Cause I, was, <laughs> I, was kind of, I was kind of over it at that point. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you picked up, and so are the New York Giants. Brian Keel joining BYU Sports Nation, former BYU linebacker, first-team All-Mountain West Conference performer in 2007, and a guy who's enjoyed a nice NFL career. There are a number of guys that Jeremy and I have discussed today that have a good shot of being drafted. We know that Kyle Van Noy is going to go. A lot of people like him to go in the second round. Where do you think he's going to go, Brian? I have no idea. He has such a big – I mean, he probably has a three- or four-round range that he could go in. And it just depends on what teams what teams think, and all it takes is for a couple teams to really like you, and you can go really high. Um, and then the other thing that it depends on is, you know, if there if there's a run on linebackers, you know, if if a bunch of linebackers get taken early, then teams get nervous and think that their guy's going to get taken, so they jump, you know, they jump the gun on them, and or vice versa, if, you know, teams early on hold off linebackers then, you know, the opposite can happen. So it's kind of interesting. I'm interested to see where he goes, to, you know, what, what scheme, what system, and, and what team and when. I don't know if you have much contact with Kyler, even if you know him at all, but uh, what advice would you give him as he begins this experience as a new draftee in the NFL? Oh, man, that's a tough question because there's so much. Um, I would say the, the biggest thing, I think, if just from my experience, if, if, if I could change my mindset, um, just when I went in is is just to be adaptable and to to be ready to change because most of the NFL teams are going to expect you to adapt to the to do it the way they want it done, and that took me a while to figure that out. You know, I had I had success doing doing things the way I did them, playing football the way I played it, and it kind of hurt my career because I didn't adapt fast enough early on in New York, and that's. Part of why I ended up getting cut from New York and then went to St. Louis is because I didn't really adapt to playing linebacker the way they wanted me to. And I think if I could have done a better job adapting early on as a rookie or as a second-year player, I think I could have stayed there. And, and uh, you know, I think my career would have gone differently. Interesting. Brian Keels on BYU Sports Nation. Finish this sentence. Kyle Van Noy is the best BYU NFL draft prospect since... 
Oh man, <laughs> since last year, Zigiyanza. <laughs> <laughs> Yon's a good answer. I who, mean, who was I a lineman? Know. So I'm not going to let that count. I guess oh, I was oh, going oh, at more of you or you or uh, David Nixon. <laughs> oh okay. Oh well, David Nixon's better than all of us. So wow, there you go. Some serious love for uh, David Nixon. Okay. Who who also just had a baby, by the way. Yeah, he just had a baby on Saturday, and the uh, little kid's got a full head of hair, so I'm kind of jealous of that. <laughs> oh, oh, that'll go away. So with so, your, your my, my, my yeah. girl had that happen. Your now baby, you're bald. Your baby being born relatively close, or will be born relatively close to David. Uh, future plans for potential uh, Keel Nixon reunion at the BYU campus and, and playing football. Oh yeah, we yeah we planned it this way, so our kids. <laughs> Would, would come out together and go play together. No, you didn't. And, Stop it. You know everything. Everything's according to plan. So, you know they'll they'll get recruited by the big schools, but they'll turn them down and they'll go to to BYU because it's, it's the only place to go. And uh, they will continue the tradition of glory that their that their fathers carried for so many years. That would be awesome. Brian either that, or, either that or they'll play tennis. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Golf team, tennis, backup kicker, whatever. Just make sure it's BYU. Yeah. Uh, where are you at in your uh, NFL career right now? I uh, just am recovering from ACL surgery. Six months out, just got cleared. So hopefully now that I'm cleared, I can go get a workout from a team and run around a little bit, show them that I can still play. Hopefully, get a job. That's the that's the plan right now. So, so you you still just, want to play? I do. Yeah, I actually, I feel great. I, I mean, ninety five percent of my body feels like it's eighteen. I just have one joint that feels like it's forty, but uh, it's getting better. So <laughs> I feel like I could play for a lot more a, a lot a lot more years. Brian Keel on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, I know you're a busy guy being a dad and, and in the NFL. How much attention do you pay to BYU football and the state of the program right now? I watch every game I can, and uh, I, I just I love it. I I was I was a fan way before I, I played there, so it's not like I just only am tied to the program because I played there. I was I was a fan growing up. We had season tickets with all the games, with the bowl games, and so you know I'll always be a fan, and it's important to me. Um, I, I, I I doubt any players are, are listening to this, but. I'll tell you right now, it pisses me off that they've lost to Utah four times in a row. Yeah. And, you know, it pisses me off that they've lost their bowl games the last couple of years. And I expect big things out of them, and I, I hope that they can get back to the level that we established a couple of years ago. Well, the standard is certainly high. Uh, yeah, to beat Utah and win bowl games, two of the three stated goals uh, in the past. Brian Keels on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, yesterday, uh, some news came out that BYU is going to have a couple of alternate jerseys. I don't know if you saw that. The black jerseys for UNLV, all white against Virginia, and then royal blues uh, against Utah State. Utah State. What do you think of BYU busting out some different jerseys? Well, I hadn't heard that. Um, I like it. I, I don't like the black. I'm not a fan of the black. You don't at all. like the black jerseys? I'm not a fan of the black. Okay. I love, I the, love all the black. White. I love the all white, and I, I love beyond anything in comparison the royal blue that is to me that is BYU football. yes yep there's nothing that even that even holds a candle to that in my eyes um yeah I don't know I've just never been a fan of the black I mean we're, we're blue and white I don't know where this black came from but I don't make those decisions Brian Kill is a traditionalist when it comes to college football I am 
Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, the Cougars are listed in very early top 25 polls as uh, you know a, a 25th ranked team, according to uh, a couple of preseason magazines. But when you watch Taysom Hill, do you feel like he's the guy that can take this program back to that next level that it got to when you were a senior? Yeah, so um, I actually went golfing with uh, uh, Taysom on Monday. Um, David, I, I mean, most people might, may, may or may not know this, but Taysom married David Dixon's sister. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So they're so – they're, uh, The BYU they're Royal related. Wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're, so they're married. They're, they're related now. Um, David set it up, but David was supposed to be there, but then he had a kid, so he, was, he wasn't there. But yeah, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, I told him, I said, hey, it's been two days. You, you should be good by now. But um, – <laughs> So anyway, I, I, you know, most quarterbacks are good at golf for some reason. Quarterbacks, kickers, punters, they're just they're good at golf. And Taysom was was no exception. He was excellent at golf. That's what just we've heard. Crushing the ball, just sharp. And, and I texted, I texted uh, Dave. I said, man, if he was, if he threw the ball exactly like he's playing golf right now, he would be the next Steve Young. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dave texted me back. He's like, oh, I know, seriously, but um. Joking aside, I mean, Taysom's got all the skills, all the tools, if you will. And, and I, think, I think he'll take a big jump this year. Just having a knee injury that he went through last year and knowing that it throws you off your mechanics, your rhythm, your game. And so this offseason, instead of rehabbing his knee, he's been able to focus all his time on his mechanics and his rhythm and his, his, his throwing motion. And I think he'll take a big step forward this year. Well, Brian, we wish you the best of luck uh, with the baby in the next maybe couple of hours, who knows, uh, days, and uh, getting on an NFL roster. We appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, Brian, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Take care. What teams are the best fits for the BYU draft prospects? Use the hashtag BYUSN for your tweets to be used on the show. We're still 114 days away from the beginning That's of it? the college football season. 114. Yeah. But Taysom Hill, we just talked about with Brian Kill, getting ready with some Heisman hype. Yeah. Find out from who next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Audio is available on BYUSportsNation.com. Video on BYUTV.org slash DVR. So if you miss the show live, that's all right. It's on demand. You have 77 other options to go and find it. 79, but yeah. There's a lot. (laughs) And we just talked to Dennis Pitta and Brian Kill. I love those guys. Two former BYU greats. Those are BYU guys. In the NFL. Return missionaries that have uh, had success in the league. Like, Dennis is a rarity. BYU has not had a ton of those kinds of guys, especially lately. Dennis is one of the highest-paid tight ends in all of the NFL. Yeah. one of the, And he's one of the best skill position players BYU football has had in the NFL ever. Mm. He has a chance to be one of the best. I mean, you probably go Steve Young, Jim McMahon, one and two right there. Dennis is a Super Bowl champion with the Ravens. Caught a pass in the Super Bowl. 122 receptions, 11 touchdowns. He talked to us about the draft day experience and and how he was just saying he was just so ready for it to be over. Just, just, get, just it, get it over with. Isn't that interesting? A lot of events in your life are like that, right? You want it to be this really exciting, awesome event, but in the end it's like, oh, let's just, let's just do this, it's over, and then I move on. You know? yeah. Interesting to hear what they had to say about that. Yeah, and Brian talking about how he thought he might go in the second round, and by the fourth round he almost missed the call because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm over this. I'm he not thought waiting. he would go second round. It's interesting, to, and Dennis felt like he slid. So they were both, to a degree, disappointed. 
that they were picked in the fourth round. Whereas we kind of sit back and go, oh, fourth round, awesome. You got drafted. And then they work that much harder because they feel a little disrespected. Taysom Hill is getting some more Heisman hype. Yes, he is. He just played golf with Brian Kill. Perhaps the quote of the day on BYU Sports Nation, if Taysom could hit, pass the ball as well as he could hit the if golf ball. If he threw ball, the ball like he's playing golf, he would be the next Steve Young. <laughs> <laughs> and then joking aside, he, Brian said that he feels Taysom He'll is He'll pick a is, big jump because it's not coming off a knee injury. He's going to take here. the next it's step. The next season. So at HeismanPundit.com, Taysom has been listed as one of the top 25 Heisman candidates for the 2014 football season. What does that mean? What is HeismanPundit.com? Does that carry any significance, Jerem? Yes. Of all the non-mainstream media that does Heisman stuff, Heisman Pundit, to me, is kind of the biggest one. They're not Sports Illustrated, ESPN, you know, that kind of thing. But they do a good job of putting out a list. And so, obviously, Jameis Winston highlights that list. But uh, other guys of interest on this list. Uh, Everett Golson on the list, even though he didn't play last year. Uh, TJ Yeldon of Alabama. Chucky Keaton. Of Utah State. Mm-hmm. Anyone else at BYU okay. plays? No. Somewhere our producer Ben Bagley has a big old cheesy grin on his face. Yeah. So of, of non-Power 5 conferences, it's Chucky Keaton and Taysom Hill on this list. At the top 25. To- top 25 Heisman candidates post-spring. And Jameis Winston tops it. Of course. And his crab legs. Despite his emphasis on crab and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. But don't you, if we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking the NFL draft time right here. Uh, we didn't talk about Ethan Manu Malayuna and where we want him to go. Yeah, what do you think? I think he belongs in the black and blue division. <laughs> okay? The he's, a, wind he's a block is a the Pillaging chi- just for fun. What about the Chicago Bears? Would Ethan not fit into the Chicago Bears? Oh, I, I would love him. One. They need defensive line help. Yeah. I think that's a great fit for Ethan. Well, they picked up uh, Jared Allen. Uh, pass rusher on the outside. I see Manu Maliuna as a nose tackle, by the way. I don't think he's quick enough to play end in the league. I'm going with the Saints. They gave up the most rush yards allowed last year. Uh, they have two dudes. One's 6'3", 359. Uh, probably not going to displace him, but Bradwick Bunkley is like the same size. Manu Maliuna mm. can go in. What teams are the best fits for BYU draft prospects? Use hashtag BYUSN. We get to the Cougar Whip Around up next. <laughs> This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill, one of the top 25 Heisman Trophy candidates, according to HeismanPundit.com. Heisman. The Taysman. The Taysman. I don't know. Taysman. Well, Taysman's Well, it's there's a T, so it's not. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Taysman. Taysman. It doesn't really work. We'll figure it out. All right. Fine. Let's let him legitimately get on that list. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out NFL Draft Week. But before we get to more of that, you know what time it is? Time to whip! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com listed BYU at number 25 in his post-spring top 25. Okay. Also today, HeismanPundit.com named Taysom Hill, Heil, I believe, one of the top 25 Heisman candidates after the spring football season. Baseball. After leading 9-3, to mm. after six complete innings, uh, the Cougars fail to Utah, 12 to 10. Shoot! That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Men's volleyball. In the final ABCA coaches poll, BYU ends up ranked third behind Loyola and Stanford. Eight of the top 10 teams were from the MPSF. Go MPSF. Also in the news, Taylor Sander, Futi Tavana, and Russell Holmes are on the 22 man USA World League roster. It will go down to 14. You say that well, Futi Tavana. Softball. Thank you. The Cougars swept Utah Valley yesterday in a doubleheader 7 to 2. 
and 11 to 8. They trailed the second game four zip, come back to win that one as well. McKenna Bowl pitched the Cougars to a win in game one, then came in to close out things in game two, earning the save. Second baseman Mackenzie St. Clair, the most random softball player on the roster, joins our show tomorrow. Like her personality? Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, also, Ethan Manumaliuna. We'll talk about his draft prospects and what the heck he's doing to get ready for that. Uh, I mentioned that Dennis Pitta may have been the first Cougar to ever catch a touchdown pass in, in the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. At Bronco for Press says, it looks like Golden Richards caught a TDA pass in Super Bowl 12, 1978, but Pitta would be number two. Still, a, It's a, an elite yeah, class. A rare feat. Thanks, at Bronco for Press, for that. Rise and shout goes to who today? Should we, give it to, should we give it to Dennis and Brian? Dennis and Brian. Dennis and his two guys uh, yeah. in the league. You know, hopefully Brian gets back into the league. Uh, we learned that he is six months off of ACL surgery, but he feels 95% of him feels 18, he said. And then the one year-old part is his ACL. And then, De- and then Dennis Pitta, who agreed with me that the tithing is very easy to uh, <laughs> figure out on five years, 32 million. Oh, that is that's some that good guy. Tithe. That guy's tithing builds part of a temple. <laughs> yes, it does. Like a like a wing of a temple. What is the best fit for BYU draft prospects? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets at you are classless. <laughs> I love that Twitter <laughs> handle. He's good. Van Noy would look great in Raider silver and black, but I hope he doesn't get drafted into that dumpster fire. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Our producer, Ben Bagley, is a huge Raiders fan. <laughs> At a pre-production meeting, he had a Raiders cup. A mug. Yeah. Yep. At the GM 11. KVN to Detroit would be great. Hoffman needs to go to a team with speedy receivers who need red zone target. Rams? Eagles? The Rams would be a good fit. I also think, ironically enough, that Cody Hoffman would be a good fit in the Bay Area, but not with the 49ers, with the Raiders. The autumn wind. Cue the NFL Films music. At Houston P. Trent. Kyle Van Noy should go to the Vikings in the second round, would fill in holes for their defense. That's a popular pick by a lot of uh, top-tier NFL draft experts. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Dennis Pitta and Brian Keel. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, yo. Episodes of the show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com, every afternoon, and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, no anything. I'm I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Brian Billick. BYU Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow. <laughs>